Hi, I'm Frances Katzen and welcome to my podcast, The World of Real Estate. In this series, we will explore the world's largest asset class and how it plays out on a global scale. There seems to be this myth that properties just sell themselves, but actually, in my opinion, there's a lot that goes into it. And one of the most important components, in my opinion, is the staging and the preparation of that staging. Because without that, the fantasy and the idea and the optics of the space just doesn't come together. So without further ado, I wanted to introduce you to one of the best staging groups that I've found in New York City, Quadra, run by Robert Sablik and his wife, Daniela, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today. But I, I guess, you know, to understand how a staging company becomes a staging company, <laughs> I guess, starts with how would you describe yourself, Robert? Wow, um, what a question. Um, I thought you weren't going to ask tough questions. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my middle name, tough. <laughs> yeah, that, that question has uh, always kind of um, bothered me. You know, I never really liked Interesting. to yeah, talk, talk about myself. I, love, I let other people, uh, you know, form their opinions uh, of me. But, you know, if I could kind of use one word uh, be passion right that that i like to lead my life with uh, you know I, I feel if you have passion no matter what you do no matter what it is uh, you know it's just going to move you and propel you forward so i guess that would be my answer to that uh, to that so tough question that initial <laughs> question where did you grow up, Robert? So uh, I grew up uh, what used to be Yugoslavia mm -hmm. um, back when. Uh, and I came here when I was 15, actually. Now it's uh, it's all separated out. Uh, so I would be from Croatia. Wow. Uh, I, came, yeah, I came here when I was uh, 15. How did it feel being a boy from Croatia in New York City at the age of 15? I moved to New York when I was 15, and I remember it being such a culture shock, such a culture shock from Australia. So how did that feel from where you were coming from? I, I mean, it was, it was magical, um, to be honest. It was, it was a dream come, come true. When, when I remember, when I think back and I remember my dad coming uh, to me and saying, hey, you know, we're moving to New York, it was, it was a dream come true. Right, living in a town of like a hundred thousand people, moving to New York, it was something else. Now, when, when we got here, it was even more magical than I could have imagined it as a, as a kid growing up in, in Yugoslavia. Was Yugoslavia so tough? Did you see a lot of things that just did not feel organically right for you? Is that why? It, it was just a. It was a different life. Um, you know, it, it was a socialist environment. It was just a totally, totally different life where, uh, you know, things are kind of predetermined, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you go into a store and you have one or two options. Um, that, that's how it used to be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we we're looking forward at the time to, to go to Italy uh, and shop. It wasn't that bad, let's say, but, you know, limited options. Uh, and then you come to New York and it's... The land of plenty. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, 
it was uh, it was such an amazing experience. I remember my uh, my parents took my sister and I for the, for the first time to Times Square at, at right after we landed. Wow! Uh, you can imagine. I thought <laughs> was a yeah. 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 I remember actually just to extend on that. I remember when we drove into Times Square when I arrived at fifteen. I wanted to do what Cagney and Lacey did and go one of those hot dog stands. <laughs> Forget it. For those of you who don't know what Cagney and Lacey is, I just gave away my age. Anyway, um, so how does a boy from Croatia, Yugoslavia, at 15, comes to New York? Your father comes here, obviously. did he? How did he get here? What was the story behind that? Yeah, so, so he worked for a shipper uh, over in uh, Croatia, let's call it Croatia now. Um, and he came here on a five-year mandate. Uh, so, so really, when we first came here back in whatever, um, <laughs> they uh, we were supposed to stay here on five years and then go back, uh-huh. uh, which is actually what happened. Uh, huh. So, so that's that's how we got here. <coughs> it was a limited, let's call it a limited engagement. So, you know, I started absorbing everything that I could as a fifteen-year-old. 15 to 20. Uh, I wow. Like, yeah. The land of yeah. Mecca. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that we're going to go back. Hmm. That must have been so, very tough. Very tough to taste freedom like that and then have to imagine going back into that type of environment. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an interesting time, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I, when we did go eventually back, uh, it was when... when the war was just about, it, it was brewing. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh so we ended God. up going back. Oh, my and, God. Um, right. So it's uh, So how did you get back story. here? So, you know, after, uh, I spent about a year and a half um, back in Yugoslavia before the breakup. Yep. Um, and uh, we, uh, I came back by myself. Uh, my parents sent me over. Uh, to continue my studies, uh, wow. and you know, it, it was just one of those. You're lucky. You go into the war or you study. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Robert, that's quite a backstory. Yeah, actually, I, I, I even forgot about that. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's part of part of the story. I, guess. I remember Cousset and Couday were putting people up in the wood chippers. I mean, it was just an insane time, and Italy turned their back. But anyway, that's another yeah. day. Fast forward. What, yep. how, did, how did you get into the love of design? How did this begin? How did Quadra begin? Well, I, I met my wife. I met Daniela. Um, you know, I, I never really realized that I had this passion inside me. Uh, and when, when I met Daniela, uh, we, we had gotten an apartment together and we started designing uh, our apartment. And, and I think we both realized wow, this is awesome. Uh, you know, we are, uh, we can affect the way we live just by, you know, pieces of furniture and moving things around and so forth. So that's when it, that's when it started. That's when we kind of realized. That there was a business to be had by moving things around and creating beauty and comfort. It it was just, you know, you realized at that point that this is what you love. This is what you, this is what you enjoy. And then how to get to that that point of making it into a business 
that's you know that that's a journey, right? That becomes a journey. But really, I think I think that the, what happened for us was realization. I worked at a bank at the time, and Danielle worked uh, at Bloomberg Financial uh, as a reporter for Brazilian TV. Uh, and you know, when when and that's great, and it was. But once you once we realize that passion, it's like, yeah, this is we got to figure out how to how to try to make money on this. Isn't it amazing when you finally identify what makes you burn or what gives you that passion? The rest just sort of falls into place because the passion is sort of what drives it. So what does Quadra mean? So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't really um, the initial name when we came up with it. The, the first name we came up with uh, was Mobilaria, uh, which is a Brazilian word, etc. Uh, but uh, Quadra... Uh, what happened was at about six months later, uh, we had a couple of partners join in, friends of ours, uh, to help us on the journey. So it was four of us. So we started with Quattro. And then also Quadra is really, it's it's a room. It's four walls. It's, uh, you know, four is a, is, a, is a big number. Four is a driving number. You know, Got it. Uh, Quadra is also a block. So, you know, it became all about the interior space, the four walls. Love the name. How would you and Daniela define your roles? Does one of you manage the day-to-day business and logistics while the other has a real eye for the design, or do you have a similar skill set? I mean, based on what you're saying, you both have a great eye. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, sh- we, we both share the same passion, uh, that's for sure. Uh, but Daniela is uh, the heart and, and the soul of the company. She is uh, the chief design officer of the company. Everything, uh, all the design goes through her. Uh, so, so she handles the, the big time on the creative side, all the buying, etc. Uh, and I, I handle more and uh, more things on the operational side. Let's say. How did you get so, backers to sort of support the the idea that it would become a viable business? Yeah, we uh, we didn't. Um, we uh, bootstrapped the business. Um, so what does know, that been, mean? It's been, well, it's been a journey of growth. We are self-financed. Uh, we wow. continue. We, yeah, we continue the growth. We never uh, we never got to any rounds. So Danielle and I and I own the business hundred percent. Amazing. So you know, and you know, we love it that way because you know we don't want to make this business about money. Um, you know, we want to make it about the passion first, the, the care that we have towards what we do, uh, and then we'd love to make money on it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were in finance before, right, Robert? You were the vice uh, president was, of PN yeah. Mellon. Yep. Uh, do you ever miss it? Um, uh, no. <laughs> um, well, that, 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 that's a short answer, right? You know, I found the passion uh, where we wanted to go, etc. Uh, but I learned a lot. Uh, I was there for 15 years, learned a lot. Wow. On my journey there, uh, for sure. I so it definitely helps as, to have. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, please continue. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so started off and worked my way up uh, through, the, through the ranks, learned a lot. So I, I would say big, the BMY was a defining. 
but that's a big jump. You go from a steady, you're VP, you're in finance, your parents are like my son, the finance banker. And you go, hey, babe, hey, mom, dad, guess what? <laughs> the love of my life and I, we're going we're gonna to go and design homes, we think. We're going to buy furniture, but then we're just going to move it around and make money. How does that work? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was uh, it was an interesting time for sure. Um, you know, but you know, we we started off because Quadra has a, a couple of different verticals, right? One is uh, on the we have the staging side, and then we also have turnkey side for uh, furniture for living. We actually started when we started as a furniture, let's call it rental company, right? Got it. And then we transferred over. Uh, a few few years later, we opened up the, the vertical of staging. So really, we wanted to affect the way people live to begin with. And then we realized that there's a bigger picture. It's not just about the way people live, uh, but also the way people sell, right? And it's uh, at the end of the day, it's about creating a feeling. Right? And what was your big break in staging? What was the first job where you were like, oh, yeah, we can make this happen? This is going to be oh, good. Wow. wow. Um, I remember the first apartment that we did. Uh, we staged it for, uh, for Moynian. Uh, oh, down yeah. At 95, and, uh, down at 95 Wall Street. Uh, you know, and, and, and then we realized, um, you know, wow, this is, you know, we love this side of the business as well. Uh, so, and, and that's how we started. And then we slowly started, uh, you know, Quadra grew really word of mouth, uh, which I love. Uh, we never really advertised anything. We post on Instagram, et cetera, but uh, it's, it's mostly word of mouth. But, and I think that says a lot, uh, you know, about who we are as, uh, and our DNA as a, as, as a company. So that's really interesting. So you basically got your break with Moynihan. You saw the impact of it. And so let's come back to this. So the staging design market has become rather saturated, right? Thanks to yep. House and Garden TV, HDTV. How important is it to differentiate your projects in order for them to be successful? And what do you think gives Quadra an edge over the competition? If I might just chime in, one of the things that I loved about your work was that you would come in and create not just putting a table in the room, but you would build out like a modular piece against a wall that ran the entire length to give it depth, or you would put like a blackboard or chalkboard wallpaper up in the children's room. You guys were like so sophisticated, and it just pushed it over the edge, in my opinion, from a staging company. It never looked staged. It looked designed, and there's a difference, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, first, thank you so much for saying that. That's numero uno. Uh, but, you know, we, I, our approach is a little bit different. And, and one of the things that uh, people a lot of times, uh, you know, think, they, they think of the furniture as an asset, really, right, uh, when, when, when you're staging. So mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit of conversations that we have, you know, it's, it's like, do we... Uh, you know, what are you bringing? What pieces are you bringing? Right. Et cetera. What, what, you know, and it's not about that. It is really about creating a feeling inside mm -hmm. the space. Mm -hmm. We use furniture, and artwork and rugs, et cetera, as, as tools uh, to create that feeling. So when somebody walks in, they're like, yeah, 
That's where mm-hmm. that's what I want, and they, you you want to make that space memorable. Now to add to that, you know, it, I, we we have a you know awesome design team. Danielle has an awesome design team, uh, and we she collaborate really and we think she she does uh, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Quadra and and Danielle and myself, you know, we're nothing you know, <laughs> without without the team that we have. Uh, mm. Both on the design side, the logistics side, everybody. Um, but, but you know, ju- just to add to that, because that it, you have to think of each each space has its own soul, has its own rhythm, heartbeat, right? Uh, so, Love that. so, yeah, and, and you have to you have to see it, you have to look at it, you have to feel it, you have to uh, understand the surroundings, understand you know who the prospective client is, etc. Uh, and then you play with textures, with colors, with pieces, with whatever it is, right? So that's that's really our approach. Uh, you got to think about it. You got to feel it. And, you know, and if sometimes we go, we deliver, we create, uh, and certain things don't work. You got to be flexible to change those things, right? So true. How do you go about sourcing the pieces for your projects? And for your inventory, because they're exceptionally good. Thank you again. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a process. Um, it's a arduous process. Um, is it? You know, Danielle is uh, very much so. Um, you know, because it's it's uh, the way we do. We we carry our own inventory. We we carry a lot of our uh, a lot of inventory. Um, so we have a lot of things always in stock, but you know, every project we always purchase items. We always source items because they have to be project specific. Hmm. Uh, those are those items that are going to add that extra. Uh, so it, it takes quite a bit. We, we work with the, with a lot of companies, a lot of different vendors all over the United States. Uh, but um, you know, it's, it's, it takes, hours than now sometimes to to source one piece of furniture how 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 do you find that it's very difficult to explain the value of staging to you know for example one i find it it can be quite a hurdle to convince a seller or developer that staging is really incremental most get it and some just financially just don't want to bear that burden when it's done tastefully, it can add to their bottom line so efficiently, in my opinion, and it's worth the upfront investment. What's your elevator pitch to the skeptics? You know, come on, there's got to be a quick riff that you, you, you can espouse about why it is so fundamental. I'd love to hear it from you yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting. And if I'm stuck in the elevator with somebody, I just uh, go, hey stage <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, no it it is it is true it is true it's 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 very it's a very difficult uh proposition well very difficult it's 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 a difficult thing sometimes to make people see uh the value up front right because they have to spend the money up front uh, and it's like well what am i getting for it right that's and so most of them think it's overpriced front. right uh, yeah, uh, I think one thing they don't realize is, you know, f- first of all, you have 
inventory. There's a lot of background work that goes in before yes. that is delivered. It's it's not just, you know, it's not about really, it's not a, at all about the furniture and placing it. And, you know, it's about the analysis. How does the light break in? What, a, you know, what should we put things here? Should we put this there? And there's a whole process that happens before uh, the, the actual delivery and setup. You know, and then that's also a process. There's a lot of logistics that go back and forth in order for, uh, you know, for things to 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 look right. Um, I, I, I go back to when we first started one of the projects. I remember sitting with Daniela, um, sitting. Uh, I mean, I came to to pick her up at, a, at one of the stages. She was standing there moving books around for an hour, <laughs> and I and and, I, and I'm like. Now, you know, we've got to go to dinner. And she's like, no, no, for one hour. And the truth is, after she was done moving the books around on the shelf, I realized why. Right? It, it made a difference in, in the way everything looked and it looked in the, uh, the way it was composed. So, so how do you make people see that value up front? Uh, you know, you have all kinds of numbers out there where, where uh, you know, uh, and statistics to prove it. But, you know, even those numbers, I, I, I don't really believe because each property is its own property uh, and, it's, and it's different, right? So, so the thing is, the question I ask is when you walk into an empty space, how do you feel? Versus when you walk into a space that is staged properly. That's the question. Right? 100%. Yeah. Where do you find so, your talent? Um, you know, um, a lot of uh, talent reaches out to us. Uh, you know, which is which is amazing. Um, you know, we uh, we we go through the process. You know, of, of making sure that whoever comes on board that fits within the the energy of the company. You know, it's it's super important because we operate as as a team across the board. Yeah. You know, and, and at times we were wrong and we brought somebody on board that just it were, could have been an amazing designer, but it just didn't uh, uh, didn't fit in. But most of the time, people reach out to us and say, hey, listen, I would love to work with you. Uh, so that, that has been our, uh, our experience. And what are the fundamentals of good staging? In other words, do you have a few pillars that you feel define your success? <clears throat> Sorry, pillars. Um, you know, there, there, there. Are, I think our flexibility and ability to uh, react on the fly and change. Uh, you know, the breadth of, of our uh, inventory, uh, the different, uh, the different uh, people that we have working for us, and and thoughts because every project. You know, we have a meeting and everybody puts their uh, their thoughts into into the mix. Uh, I think that's one of the one of the pillars that that we uh, that defines us uh, as as who we are. Uh, so so it's not just one person's opinion. There are reasons why certain things are done the way they're they're done, and we take everybody's uh, opinion into consideration. There are there are ones that are money grubbing never satisfied or trash the space. Have you ever had someone come in and use your staging as if it was their own, as if they were living there and just trash it? 
yes. <laughs> we <have>. And, and <laughs> what, what was the worst example of that? Come on, I want to hear it all. No, listen, it, it was, it, it was, it's tough. It, it, it was tough to see, you know, because you go through that process of like, you know, if you love and you're passionate about something uh, and we care about every single project, you know, so when you see somebody disrespect, you know, uh, in a way that work that the whole team puts together, it, you know, it, it, it really, it, it hurts. Uh, it goes right to the heart. It uh, does, right? Know. It's so personal. It I know. It does. Uh, you know, and, and that goes back to that passion and care and love uh, for what you do. So I guess you got to take those bumps and bruises uh, if, uh, you know, if that's going to be the approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen the staging industry change in the last 15 years? More so the wow. business than the design aesthetic? What have you seen change here? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot more companies that have, uh, that, that are sprouting up. Uh, I think people are starting to realize that uh, the value that staging can bring. Um, so, so there's, there, there are a lot more small companies that are, uh, that are, that are coming out and doing the staging. Uh, I think some of them are doing a very nice job and some of them, eh, not so much, you know, some of them, it becomes about placing the furniture inside, uh, the space instead of the, creating the feeling. But I do think that the industry, the real estate industry and everything is realizing, uh, the ROI. The risk, yeah, return on investment. There's no question. I, yeah. I honestly think without it, it's almost virtually impossible to get top dollar for a property these days. Honestly, I think this sounds so generalized, so please don't send me hate mail for this one. But I do think that women buy with emotion and there is a level of connection, as you said, from the heart and soul of a space and men buy with numbers and are very visual. So I think when you can align those two in a space, you have a slam dunk. And I have seen it time and time and time again when you put it together and you show people that the room can tolerate a queen size bed. It can showcase with a sitting area. People are like, wow, you know, it just didn't seem that big when I walked in when it was empty. Um, I, I, I really stand by staging. I think it is one of the most fundamental components to getting a property sold at top dollar. Do you have a favorite project, Robert, that you've designed? And if so, what about it did you love? Whew. Um, so, um, Do you like how I just threw that out there, you know, just, <laughs> just right there. So, so, so I'll, I'll give you two, I'll give you two, okay. I'll give you one, oh, which is, um, so, so we did a, a while back, we did, um, uh, Jackson Pollock's, uh, old place wow. in the West village. Yeah, so super, cool. yeah, it was, it was amazing. You know, it was super simple. It was like almost attic kind of space um and you know it a walk up uh small and yeah. i just remember transforming that space into something special uh, because when the space is small uh that those are kind of my uh, favorite spaces to stage because you 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 have that ability uh, to 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 create something out of that small space. And it's, it's really becomes about, okay, where do we put the sofa? Where do we put the chair? Do we put a chair uh, and, and a dining table? Right. Uh, so, 
So that was probably going back. Uh, but I do have to say um, that Charles was one of my uh, favorite, okay, which You did <laughs> which such a yours. great <laughs> Yeah, I, I really <laughs> you either loved it or you hate it. There was no in-between with our staging. I deliberately wanted it to be very British and very colorful versus beige on beige on beige as a way to show context to the beige, very safe staging. And you guys came through, in my opinion. Thank you. Thank you again. I mean, it, you did get a sellout on that thing, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but that was uh, that was a very, very pop kind of place uh, for me. So, yeah. Those are the two yeah. that, that stand out in the CEO of Monsieur. You know which one blew me away was when you did the staging for me at 133 West 22nd Street. I mean, I have never seen such a transformation. And the penthouse at 245 East 47th Street, I couldn't believe what you did with that space. I, I, my mouth dropped. <laughs> Those were unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah. So have you ever turned away a project? And if so, without telling us what, 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 what it was, why? Uh, we have, um, we have, and you know, like what, what we said before, sometimes people just don't understand, um, you know, how, how this works and, and why we do what we do. Um, you know, when, when people get, sometimes people get stuck with the, with the fact that they, well, they believe that you're bringing assets into their space, um, you know, and, and it becomes very transactional and that's not what staging is. Staging right. is creating a feeling with those tools, and and sometimes you just don't have that ability to see uh, uh, to to make people see that, and that's okay. You know, we 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 have to part ways at that time. We did it once, and it was a, a terrible experience. Uh, and if we see that that's kind of the way it's going, um, you know, we we prefer to turn away uh, and cause cause aggravation for them and for us. Yep. Yep. And how, what advice would you give someone just starting out in this career? You got to love it. You have to love it. You have to be passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, do one Anything. project. Yeah. The, I, I know I keep going back to this, uh, you know, to passion, but really no, it's, it's the it's most a, it's fundamental a, driver. I get you. I'm with you. Yeah. If, if you don't, Enjoy and love what you do. It's it's not going to you know it's it's first of all it's going to show uh, in, in the way it's done. Uh, and second of all, you're not going to be happy. Uh, you know, and life is you know we have limited time on this planet. Uh, we should all be happy. Or at least try. I love to. that. I love that. I wish I'd known that a while ago. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop uh, it! <laughs> How would you describe your personal design aesthetic as Quadra? Um, it's, it's, I don't think I have one. You know, I, I think that, you know, every space uh, has its own, like what, what we said, soul, heartbeat. And, you know, and seeing all these different spaces over, over the years, you know, I, I think it's, it's that adjustment kind of opens your eyes, you know, before we started this journey, um, you know, I, I did have an aesthetic, but now it's, um, 
you know, it, you have to fit it, fit it within the space. You have to understand. But what would space. you say is your design? Because you've got a very sophisticated. It's not cookie cutter. It's not these. It's really beautiful. So, so come on, give us a little insight into that. You and Daniela definitely have a feel. Your product is always <laughs> beautiful. It's never schlocky. It's never like, oi, that looks like something of you know. Uh, 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 something that it shouldn't be it, it always looks top-notch in my opinion <laughs> thank you again uh, much obliged mm-hmm. um i don't know that, that that's not a tough question really um you know because i, I do consider you know I, I think it has to be it has to be s- smart and by smart i don't mean you know it has to like every piece of furniture Okay, every piece of furniture that we that Danielle buys, and you know, she goes through that painstaking process, uh, and sometimes I go with, uh, you know, through it with her, um, and you know, every piece, like, has its own story. I, you know, I don't know if I can answer that question really. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough question, Francis. Wow. Yeah, I tend to. There's that word again, tough. (laughs) Maybe we can come back to it. Let me think about it a little bit. Okay, you you, you marinate on that one, Robert. Um, Which advice? Okay, so is there someone along your journey who you would credit as your mentor or is the culmination of people? Because you talk a lot about your wife, Daniela, who obviously is that vehicle to provide you the courage to jump into your passion versus listen to your head. And out of that, you've had the most amazing ride and created a very fruitful business that now services two sides of, of that business path. But was there a mentor? Was there a culmination of other people that sort of said, do jump, jump into the abyss and do what you love, even if it sounds crazy? Yeah, I, you know, I, clearly Daniela, she's the numero uno. Um, but, um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's life is a journey right so it's it's a it's an addition so every time as as you go through life uh, everybody plays a certain role a certain level of, of, of role or whatever uh in that journey at that specific time uh so you know so you get affected uh, you know as a person and you know who you become throughout that journey some people are affected a little less, some people more. But if I can name one person, it would probably be my manager's manager at the Bank of New York for 15 years, uh, who, who taught me uh, some, you know, awesome things. Um, his name was uh, is Bob Loop. I still talk to him every once in a while. And who uh, is Bob Loop? You know, Bob Loop was a senior manager uh, at, the, at the Bank of New at York. At the bank. Okay, right. got it. Yeah, yeah. at the mm-hmm. bank. We, we would sit, have... Uh, Awesome conversations, uh, you know. He's um, he's just a, a great person with an amazing soul, uh, and uh, you know, he, he gave me some. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, I mean, he is. Was just because I don't work at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. If you're not working, what are you doing? Uh, I am playing tennis. I am bike wow. riding. Wow. Yeah. Listening to music, love music. Um, which 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 know, type? What type? Every type. Uh, it's you know I go from rap to to classical to uh, 
to pop, to yep. Croatian, wow. <laughs> to to Brazilian, right? I love Brazilian. Um, yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, do you miss Croatia? So, um, I do a bit. I mean, you know, I, I have some. I have family there, and I have uh, friends there. Uh, we go every summer um, for a few weeks, two, three weeks. Um, it's an amazing place, Croatia. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. The whole country has four million people. It is beautiful. There. I want to do the Dalmatian yeah. Islands. Thank you very much. Oh, it's amazing. You should, uh, we'll organize. <laughs> You're on. You're on. Um, awesome. And, la- and so, lastly, what is your greatest vice? My greatest vice? Uh, buying furniture. <laughs> how apropos for one of the top staging groups in new york if not around america i want to thank you robert and i'm sorry daniela couldn't be with us but thank you so much for stepping in to sit with me today and talk about not only the business of staging but you because it's you and daniela who have created such a fruitful and beautiful staging company and for those of you who are not familiar please check them out. They are phenomenal. Thank you for making your time with me today. It was great to meet you on, on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know, I'm sorry that Danielle couldn't be here, but maybe we'll redo. Do we'll do a redo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. 